0: And then there were five.
1: Now, here we so, go. So, What's
0: the guy we just on? lost uh, was Wait. not drunkenly enough to be agile. So, we've moved on to a five person crew here for this episode. And we're going to talk about putting your money where your mouth is. So, <laughs> I am one of your facilitators, Chris. I'm out of North Carolina. I'm going to popcorn over to Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs>
2: My name is Mike. I am uh, in my basement scrumming, and uh, I am from uh, Pennsylvania.
3: <laughs> popcorn, that shit. Popcorn, man. Graham. Oh, popcorn, Graham. That might be a new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Graham. I'm uh, uh, I'm coming to you live from Alaska and uh i'm super excited to be here for what seems like the sixth time um one of which we forgot to hit the record button so we're here for the first time (laughs) welcome (laughs) popcorn chloe hey my
4: name is chloe uh i would say home is where my truck is my truck is conveniently parked in north carolina Uh, that might change who knows what I do know is that when Matt's here, we always get a record without Matt not happening. Popcorn Matt.
1: <laughs> there we go. So, Mr. Fragile Agile is the name I chose today. <laughs> um, and also, also go, also formerly known as Matt. Uh, currently coming for, to you from DC next week, North Carolina. Week after that, Vegas. Week after that, Chicago. Who knows where we end up? And uh, so I'm excited to be here just because why not? It's freaking fantastic. So back to you, Chris. All
0: right. So as I said earlier in the title, we're going to talk about putting your money where your mouth is. So um, we have a interesting topic about leadership support uh, needs to be backed with resources and commitment. Uh, I think oftentimes leadership says, yeah, cool. It's a great idea. Uh, but they're not able to help you drive that point or initiative home. Uh, so who's got some context on maybe some real life situations? And w- we've seen that in our organizations. Popcorn question mark. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'll take it. All right. So I think in my experience, the most difficult portion of all of this is um, everyone's very easy to jump on the train when it comes to the initial, uh, let's say the agile tax, right? Like two grand for a course. Great. Easy. Go, go learn things, go develop better professionally. Um, I, I would say where a lot of organizations struggle, uh, as of coach, several, um, is the, is the second part of the question, which is the commitment of making it a priority and continuing to stick with specific things. Um, and whether that framework is the one of the 500 other things we've been in Agile, uh, people often lose interest, time, or absolute care to do anything about the problem that they see sitting in front of their face. It's, they sent someone to go get trained and do, uh, to and learn how to fix, and then they're just like, cool, Uh go run around with your project charter or your PMP or your scrum board or your design thinking. And then you let me know uh, if you need me to inject. And then they never ask, ask you how it's going. Uh, Popcorn Graham, because he's writing
3: things. I I wrote down, go learn things. (laughs) <laughs> because that, that's uh no, that is, it's really true. Um, I think with commitment, we, we often miss direction and alignment Those are the two things that I thought of, like, um, yes, let's do this. Um, but then as if we're talking about leadership, uh, which I'll often put air quotes around leadership, um, at a at a a higher level or the level above us or so many levels above us like we miss that common shared direction and alignment Uh, and without that then we lose that commitment because uh we're not aligned uh, on on what we actually set out to do or what the the value the return on learning could be um yeah, does that does that is hit what you were mentioning, Chloe? Is
1: is anyone else taking shots every time he says aligned? No,
4: I, I was In, gonna say, do you, by, do you mean by Alignment. not aligned? Do you mean maybe perhaps misaligned? Is that was that the <laughs> word you'd like to use?
3: Well, <laughs> you also uh, use the word
0: agile? And I know yeah, that's your favorite misaligned. word. So Chloe jumped right on the agile train.
4: Well, so like, yeah. and uh, so for all of the listeners out there, we have a. Someone that keeps us at least talking about something useful, Lindy, um, who sometimes can choose to make an appearance when she feels like it. And uh, back to my statement about PMP, if you don't know what that is, it stands for Project Man- Management Professionals, uh, which is a, in, It's a, the governing body is Project Management Institute, and they charge an obscene amount of money with a very difficult test so that you could maybe uh, get a twenty percent pay raise. Maybe not. Maybe you just take a very difficult test, uh, and your organization pays you zero dollars and zero cents. Or, but yes, Graham. To get at what you were saying, I'm like absolutely. Sorry, she asked a question. I felt the the need to address it, and I'm a little bit more sober than I normally am during. This. Oh, well,
1: on the, I'm, I'm all, glad you I didn't finished. even see the question. My bad. Oh, I just
0: found questions too.
1: Yeah, look what? at that. Well, it, don't worry because if nobody answers them, hey, she can throw stuff at me. Go so, learn things. Go learn things.
2: She put it a lot nicer than I would have put it. It's uh, a garbage yeah. I, test. I
1: want to. I want to jump in there, though on the uh, um, why leaders are resistant. I think I'm going to steal. I'm going to borrow. I'll give it back to him later from Mr. Lavery here. Mike, my Mike, Mike. Um what he often says is I think a lot of the time leaders go after the wrong metrics and that's what shifts their focus to like, not want to give resources, not want to give the commitment because they're, they're focused on, have you done your training? Have you done this? Not have you done things that actually matter and had and they're focused on being busy and not actually being productive. And I think a lot, it's a lot of the time, because they're being told to follow the busy metric And not the actual productive metric.
0: I think even on that, like we we have a we have a running joke um, that when uh, when I was much younger, it was if you just walk around with a clipboard or a fire extinguisher or a big wrench, you must be important and you must be busy. So you'll find a lot of people just walking around with like, Oh, I've got all these things I got to do. And like, you're left alone. Like, what are you busy? Uh, tons. Like you, you see all the stickies. like don't talk to me. And I think that is a lot of, um, you, you would have kind of a spotlight ranger kind of, kind of attitude that like, because I'm there, because I'm showy, because I am, um, in the process, Doesn't mean you're actually involved in the process. You're maybe, your name is at the top of the process. Uh, You look like you're involved in the process, but you literally have no idea what's going on and it's purely being used for maybe your evaluation purposes. Um, But, I mean, your your subordinates are getting left in the dark while you're taking all the credit.
4: So... I had a thought, Graham. What was your sticking it? Was go go learn something, right?
3: Go learn things. That's what you said, so I wrote it down.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, and uh,
3: go go forth and learn to... things. It felt like <laughs> something uh, um, someone wise would say.
2: <laughs>
4: or drunk, whatever. Uh, Whatever's <laughs> clever today. Uh, though, in fairness, bourbon Chloe is almost always right and has. Great ideas.
1: Uh, Sober Chloe's almost always right, too.
4: Yeah, but she says it without cussing. Uh, (laughs) Well, so it is more of the aspect of like, uh, I I would ask the group have you, have any of you had any resistance to go learn something new? Right? Like, so like you go to your boss, you're trying to improve your organization, and they're like, no, I'm not going to pay $250 to go for you to go potentially learn something valuable or not valuable.
1: I haven't, yeah. but I live a
0: sheltered life. So,
1: Mike, go ahead.
2: So, uh, yeah, I've had that experience, and like, if it doesn't fit in your job description, or if it doesn't fit in, like, so I'm a software engineer by trade. If it, if it's not programming, and if it's not in the language that I'm writing, we're not right. going to go pay you to go learn a new language because you're just going to jump ship and go program for someone else, or I'm a computer scientist. Oh, you want to get a business degree? Why would you need a business degree? Oh, well, I'm managing $8 million worth of like people coding something. And it's like, why would I need a business degree? I don't know. Um, and it's like, if if you don't fit inside the box, they don't see the return on investment. And... Yeah. Uh, like I don't understand it when what like we learn that learning new things creates new opportunities it creates new lines of effort within a business but they get their heads stuck in a, in the sand and they just oh wait or actually even the people who aren't your bosses the person who's signing the thing don't even know you but they see, oh, he's a computer scientist. He's going for business. Nope, unapproved. And they're like three levels removed.
1: Well, and I, I want to jump on that. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen that happen where the person that approves it is like, wait a minute, why is why is Mike going? Why is Matt going? I should be going to this, and they'll <laughs> they'll deny mine, and then they'll go. Yeah.
3: yeah, I was gonna say this reminds me of that um, that little. Story that the you know the C, there's the CEO and the CFO were talking and the CFO said like well what if we pay for these people to go get this training and then they just leave yeah um, and the CEO said well what if we don't train them and they stay <laughs> uh, and that always like, that always hits home like when I think about that like why why would you bump him down on order of merit you know out of worry that that you know that they're gonna leave just. Support them, give them the the resources they need to get better and make the organization better.
4: Well, and I think that's so. If they're like, if I were to do like a MythBusters on investing in your people, putting your money where your mouth is, right? it's just like the 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 people who want to go to learn new things, right? Let's call it the ninety percent rule. Not factual. Let's pretend I'm right. Always. I'm asking to go to this training so that I can bring it back to my organization to make my current level of unsatisfactory a little less than it was yesterday. Like, I'm not trying to go to training because I want a new job. If I wanted a new job, I'd go get a new job, right? So like, there was a, there was a study I was reading in regards to like research and, and, uh, millennials and, and Gen Z are just job hopping, right? They'll sit in a job for like nine months, 12 months, right? And they'll pop to the next one because they just don't find that job interesting or fascinating and they have no desire to continue to climb that ladder, which is great by all means. But that's, I say that because I just don't care what most people do. Um, but to go that I'm please invest in me. Let me, and then so that I can invest that back in the company, I just, I never under quite understood. And also there's like a really cool thing where you just make them sign a contract that I just, I've never been really quite sure why people were so hesitant to like pull the trigger on like every fortune 500 company has a retained like law firm.
2: I just, I just, problem? I, I just had that experience offering a degree, but you had to sign a 12, no, 72 months. Uh, agreement to stay, and I like. I'm like. I think that that's a long time. I even got out <laughs> the calculator. I'm like, that's six years. I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing in six years. That's not worth a master's degree.
0: <laughs> but then it
2: like it
4: allows some sort of like payback and understanding, right? Like you understand your organization wants to invest in people, comma, but apparently your tax is six years, which is insane and ridiculous insane. for a 2 year degree yeah. program but whatever yeah. three yeah. times longer yeah if, if to be fair if your if your contract is longer than how long the school takes yeah you already know this is not the
0: right decision yeah. for you it, it well, sounds yeah. like it sounds like a car payment yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> but it also seems like i mean some people could could like that that maybe i would just like some stability and not have to hop around from job to job But I also think that maybe people that bounce around from job to job probably didn't give it long enough to pan out or develop some type of like affection to the job or even maybe learn it well enough. I can guarantee that the job that I'm currently in, I did not think I'd be hanging out as long as I have, but I've learned ways to make it happen and I've learned ways to make it work for me and I've learned ways to like what i do um but i, I think you've got to um <laughs> i don't know if it's the right term but like love the one you're with like that, that's where that's where i'm at now like it's, <laughs> it's like make it or break it so it's like if i wanted to cut cut sling load much earlier on then i should have done it much earlier on but like love now the- this is where i'm at so this is where i'm going to say
2: i think no i think that uh, there's there's something to that like love the one you're with because it's kind of like the opposite of the grass is always greener on the other side. Like, like I've left jobs thinking that it's like, oh, it's going to be better over here. And like after six months here, I go, wait a minute. I'm still dealing with the same bureaucracy. Like, and um, so if you can love where you're at, it like, like that's awesome because you're always going to deal with people who are resistant to change. You're always going to deal with that person in the office who doesn't do crap. You're always going to deal with that manager who doesn't approve your training or or makes you stay a little bit later, like, when a deadline comes near. doesn't matter where you go. Uh, but if you can actually love what you're doing, that's awesome. Like...
1: Well, I think it goes. I want to take it one step farther in the that scenario you said. The grass is always greener. So I think you can love where you are, but if you are that miserable, then you also should try to grow your own grass and make your own grass green. I think I think making your own grass green first, and then see. I can make the best, of it. and I think it's more than just learning where you are. It's it's growing yourself. Like we go back to what Graham said, and well, he wrote down what Chloe said was go learn things. <laughs> Have you and, ever tried to water- grow
0: grass? <laughs> I live <laughs> in a
1: 14-story apartment.
0: That is <laughs> nitrogen fertilizer, air, water, irrigation—like that's just oh. real. You
2: know what? But, sorry. You-
0: Oh, I just
4: used I thought my backyard was my toilet. Is that not the case?
2: <laughs> well, that works too,
1: I guess. All but, right. but then I also think clever. I also think it's if you get stuck there, like some guy we know just burned all his boats and went completely on his own. And then you get you gain control, and I'm talking about my stupid self. Um, you gain you gain control of what you Sounds want to do with. And we have Mr. Fragile Agile <laughs> over here. <laughs> it's freaking garbage garbage fire some days, for G-L-A and on Everest other days.
4: Fragile Agile. So I think that's Chris an interesting Maria. that's an interesting point, though, right? So, like, uh, Mike said something that is interesting in regards to like I can love I can enjoy working for a organization or a company but not necessarily love the job I'm doing. And I think that's also super important important to keep in mind, right? Is like, I love what this organization stands for, and I'm totally on board, but like the job I currently have is miserable and it sucks and I don't enjoy it anymore. And I think that's where, to Mike's point about us uh, by three obligation to get a master's degree is insane um, because it comes down to like, I, I can understand an organization. I've been a part of it for so long, comma. I don't, I don't want to do the thing you're making me do for a paycheck. Like I, I want to go do something different.
0: Sorry. I think that was definitely like lyrics to a song. Not that the word love is important. Uh, <laughs> I definitely don't love what I do. I don't even know how to define love, and I've been married for a minute. So, a
3: good Charlotte well, song. Just <laughs> Charlotte
1: song. Do what? It's a good Charlotte song.
0: Well, I have no yeah. idea who sings it, but I mean, it's it's definitely a lyric to something. So.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: oh, there's our logical I was thinking dress. about
3: this. Um, this uh, the grass is greener where you water it. That has always oh. hit home to me, like, right? Like, the grass is greener where you are. If you are where you are, um, then you do what you can to make the best of it. And sometimes that's, um, sometimes that's training the people above you the people who should be mentoring you, should be sponsoring you, should be training you, giving you direction. You find a way to do that for them, um, and then. You, had, you guys have mentioned like this satisfaction versus happiness, which is what we teach, what we talk about. And like, you can be satisfied with where you're at, but not, you know, be happy there. Or you can be happy with where you're at, but not satisfied. Um, what do you guys think yeah. about that? Like, no, it's super, it's just super
0: I'm just going to make a sticky that says, Graham made me sad. And then,
3: oh, uh, man, move on. Man. <laughs> That's the title of the Good Charlotte song.
0: No, Chris <laughs> is always sad.
4: I, that's that's. The I sad. Chris is always
0: angry, not always sad.
4: So I was gonna, uh, the other flip side to anyone who is uh, Graham is a super happy dude. He's always super positive. Uh, the my best friend has always told me uh, it's not about the grass being greener; it's about it just being different shit-colored grass. Yes. Which like right? Like some days I just gotta shake it up. It's gonna suck the same. But like
3: Sometimes, yeah. The grass is greener where your neighbor's dog doesn't shit on it.
0: Right. I always say it's ice cream, it's just a different flavor. It's it's still the same. (laughs) Chocolate versus vanilla, it's still ice cream. Still
1: feels the same (laughs) in your mouth. So if you guys are still listening, just start taking drinks every time we use another metaphor for the grass is always greener. It feels like, it feels like we're just coming up with more. I think, I think Chris, hey. you need to get us back on the next the next thing because we'll go into this rabbit hole for days. Literally a grass rabbit hole.
0: All right. So I mean, what uh I mean, what barriers do you guys feel that your your organizations use to maybe keep you within your own Within your own bucket. Um, Fear. Boxes. Yeah. Or box, hole, <laughs> pocket, like boxes. Uh,
2: <laughs> shot
0: glass. Um, shot glass. <laughs> whatever. Whatever terminology you'd like to use that we're going to end up using a metaphor. You're going to end up taking a shot. Matt's going to end up calling us out. Matt's going to end yeah. up making us go to a new topic. All of those things. Um, <laughs> what boundaries do you feel that maybe your leadership and I think we've talked about training and not giving you training because maybe you're not value added or because you're leaving. Um, What do you think that your organizations are afraid of or a way that they push you into a place, like a quiet place to keep you from maybe causing an uproar for change that you think needs to happen?
1: Graham. Graham, you're pointing. Well, I,
3: well, I, I think that there's a difference in whatever, what organization you're in, right? Like it comes back to sometimes it's metrics like Matt was talking about are um, if if management is very, very business metric driven, um, then they may wind up being um, guided, guided by those um, which won't, you know, is only going to lead them to a a certain extent. It's not going to, It's not going to help them reach the goals that they want. Uh, But then there's other organizations that are um, maybe fed by, I I think one of of the most dangerous organizations that you could be a part of is something that's fed by um, what seems like an unlimited owner's equity. Where like um, you can can just have diminishing returns over and over and over again. and, And that's where like leadership feels they're right. Management feels that they're right. And they're going to keep throwing money at a bad project and, t- you know, uh, for for an amount of time, whether it's, you know, four months or six months. Uh, so you have to find a way to, I think, like I was saying, like train, mentor, and, and, and help guide their vision uh, upward.
2: That's an interesting
4: point about communication, though, right? So, like, from a higher echelon of thought uh, that comes up with them, but they all have the consensus that it's a sunk cost theory. And for those of you that are not familiar with sunk cost theory, it's basically I'm going to invest X amount of money into it whatever it is. And I'm never going to re- receive a return on it. It's just the tax that comes with whatever, right? So like sunk cost theory, specifically in industry is like, I'm going to invest in renting a bakery. Renting a bakery, you will never see a return on investment from the rent you see a return on investment from the product that you could then create, which has an additional consumer cost to it. But I think, uh, to Graham's point is just like, there are organizations that are not willing to take sunk cost theory and just understand that like, yeah, I might invest in someone like 4,000, 2,000, 5,000, $20,000 because one, either they're afraid to leave, but two, uh, kind of losing my train of thought because the alcohol is now punching me in the face. Um, (laughs) It's just like people have to understand when it comes to changing how you conduct your business is that there is an assumed risk of sunk cost theory. I'm going to pay Matt $20,000 to attend a set of training. And as he disappears, that was super great. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Uh, And uh, he disappears the next day. Uh, and i just you have to go in and it really got it doesn't i hate the word change management but when we start talking about putting your money where your mouth is is like you have to be able to do use utilize sunk cost theory to send someone to go do a training and it, you don't receive a return on investment
2: well Period. i think it's so uh to add to that, like sending someone to go to random training that doesn't make sense for your organization. That, like, like my example earlier about sending me to like get a master's in in business, that actually has a return on investment 100%. because then I start managing, like, managing more efficiently. I can understand budgets, projections, blah 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 blah. Um, but like sending someone to go take a scrum class, for instance, but having no, like knowingly that you're not going to actually change or transform your organization, that's like ridiculous in my opinion. And, and give me some of that scrum. Yeah. Like, uh, and and sometimes I wonder if the people that like go to classes, like, are they forced to go there because the manager is bought in, or are they, or are they wanting to go there to learn something new so then they can go somewhere else? And I and I feel like more often than not, at least back when I first started Scrum, and I've been to th- three different classes. Um, more often than not, the majority of the class are, has either been forced there, or they're going there to jump ship, and like maybe there's one or two people there to transform their organization.
0: So I have a I have a comment on that. Is that we have a a fast food chain here within the North Carolina area? Where does and, it start with the fast food chain? Yeah. B. Benzina. It starts with
3: burger and ends with king. No. <laughs> no <laughs> I think you
1: say that. Not, not correct. Um, does, it j- does it jingle like a bell? I
4: want to know. I'm just curious. No, but it rhymes with a bell. We're not sponsored
0: right now anyway, so. Biscuitville. <laughs> okay. All, right. All right, so here you go. A lot of right. So there is a Biscuitville billboard that says, like, we'll sponsor your degree, like, if you come work for us, whatever have you. We'll, we'll pay for your degree. And I thought that that was a, like a, a good, you know, kind of billboard. I mean, that, I guess that they're assuming that people will got, get a degree, probably not in biscuit making. I know I just insulted every single biscuit maker of Biscuitville, but, you know, it's probably not in fast food management. Okay. So they're willing to pay for a degree. And I think that I've read articles that Google or somebody does the same type of thing that they They will allow people to go out and better themselves in the hopes that maybe they'll leave that organization and go do something better. Or maybe it generates loyalty to stay within that organization and help improve or better that organization because they were shown love, right? As we've used this term before in this podcast, some loosely four-lettered word love uh, about the organization, maybe what they did for them. So as we talk about people that like Mike 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 were offered a job, but we're also given like a six year prison system. this job. Oh, you only have one year of retainability and therefore you're not really the right fit for us. Where do we think that we can fix the gap of bettering people because they're people not bettering people because they're going to better our organization. We're hoping to like yeah. better, like increase this whole like sphere of like it's that. common growth and things like that. Like what is the boundary that's stopping people from just bettering other people just for the pure fact it, of bettering people?
3: It It's that. I, I think it's not losing track that I had a person come to me who wanted to work whether they wanted to work for me or not, they wanted to work. Whatever their motivation is, which is probably money to start out. Let's just say it's it's money for everybody, right? Money, money. We, we live to work and we work to live so that we can afford the life that we want. But I have a person who wants to exchange their time for money from me. So how do you start to leverage that? Well, you don't do it with motivating them by, you know, doing uh, you know, doing well and creating positive returns for the organization. That's not what they came there for. They didn't come there. Like, why do you want to work here? So I can generate positive returns for your organization. No, I came here because I wanted a paycheck. Um, so how do you transform somebody from wanting a paycheck to just enjoying what they do? And, and loving what they do, like what Matt, like what you said, like find something that you love and love what you do. And if you can do that, um, and that's what I think is like blows my mind that as managers or as leaders, and I'm using air quotes for those that aren't watching the video, you're provided the opportunity to transform somebody's life, multiple people's lives for at least eight hours every day. And if you don't realize that, if we don't start to realize that as management, that um, you have people who are in front of you and they've come to you to to deliver work for so many hours a day and they probably more hours than what they're at home for. And if you decide to just screw that up by driving them towards your business metrics, then not only are you screwing your business because they're going to work for about Three to four hours of that eight hours. That's being real. So if you screw that up, not only are you screwing your business metrics, but you're screwing up somebody's life. Sorry, rabbit that, hole, maybe? I don't know. Does, does
1: anyone uh, else feel like we're talking about the military with all this? Like, like seriously, I'll, be the, like, you're I'll, you're I'll be the one to call it hero out.
2: I idea what you're talking about. Me neither. What military. I'll yeah,
3: um, we'll say that uh, as the post it notes make a great coaster. Um,
2: but it gets back to Post-it. the happiness ma- metric.
4: My my fact is much less interesting than yours.
2: Dig in, Mike. Let's hear. it. Go. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, page one fifty one of the red book. Um, uh, the happiness
4: ones. metric. I actually know this because we did ELC.
2: Yes, is the happy happiness metrics, and I don't know the f- four questions off the off the top of my head, but um, like the one thing. That I love about Scrum, and I've said this before, is the Scrum Master is there to take care of the team. And if, like, you want to know where to start, turn to page one fifty one of the Red Book. Doing, uh, geez, I'm going to screw up the title. I got Scrum. you.
4: Do, doing twice as uh, doing uh, twice the amount of work in half the time.
2: I got the page. Yep, one fifty one. There's four questions, and let uh, me to Scrum, read it. Sure, uh like cuz if a scrum master starts with this at every retrospective, like they'll be great.
0: On a scale from 1 to 5, how do you feel about your role in the company? Number 2. On the same scale, how do you feel about the company as a whole? Number 3. Why do you feel that way? Number 4. What one thing would make you happier in the next sprint? Sprint is a scrum term.
1: I don't think that's asked at most companies or organizations, and we're familiar with it, but I don't think it's being brought up enough. What's no. that? Bubbles?
3: Right, because if you created that, if you created that type of an atmosphere, like don't even use the word culture, I'm starting to feel like culture falls into the, I almost said the F word. It's the dream. Uh, culture and, and, oh, yeah, culture this is falls episode into the
1: investment
3: of innovation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one. is episode one. If if you're if this is our first time you're listening, obviously. Uh it's not the first time we've recorded, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but if we if we drop the F bomb, we got to donate five dollars to the Eleven Eleven Vet project. Um anyways, we can talk about that more later. <laughs> but um now I forgot what I was saying. Uh,
2: all right, so like I, I'm going to quote this guy named Graham. Um, Graham Cracker, like, innovation is not technology. He, it's the he, environment that that you that. create or that leaders he create hate. for people to actually do good things.
4: He hates Graham Cracker. Like, he hates it more than anything. Did you know, I anything? I stopped... What's that?
3: Did I say that?
4: Yeah. It is known. So that's what people picked on it's you and... In, in while you were growing up,
3: no, so and why... uh, the innovation is not technology; it's the environment. Yeah, you it?
4: definitely said that.
3: Yeah, that's much a, like that's
4: I don't gram. remember saying, right. "Go out and learn things." It like, was yeah, like one hundred percent.
2: is one of your out of body experiences, you're like um. <laughs> write it down.
1: I
4: have something for the group. Like
2: write related... it down. No. Don't
1: worry, Graham, I have
4: I have something for the the group that's not related to any of the rest of this podcast. Uh, but I I really want you to understand all of this. Is chefs get the homework assignment of spaghetti? Like, go make spaghetti, and the rest of us are arguing about degrees in like business and finance or being a lawyer. But yeah, someone's homework assignment out there in the world is spaghetti, and I learned that on TikTok. I think that's stupid and kind of irritating.
1: But yeah, wait what? <laughs>
4: I watched a TikTok that where there was a chef reviewing someone's like other video, yeah. that was like, "Oh, your homework assignment is spaghetti. That should take so long as I write my 500-word essay." I, just, <laughs> I thought it was funny how we like categorize pretentious bullshit in our head about degrees, right, or training, or whatever, and the whole thing and the thought behind it is just kind of like. At the end of the day, the person I want to work with my organization is a human being who like cares, wants to make it better, and can help me help them or tell me how I can help make it better. That's I all
0: it's it I think whether it's spaghetti or not, it's about the value that you're trying to get, or the value that even the person is trying to contribute, you know. I may have started off in my organization happy sweeping the floor, but it eventually grew into Maybe I can do something better and maybe my um maybe my skills can be used elsewhere. Um but it's probably about growing those people as well. Like I would have kept sweeping the floor and not thought of anything else unless a leader came up and said, Hey man, you can do more. I need you to do more.
2: Do more. So you know? are you are you watering those
0: people? No, so I said I am those people. <laughs> I Same. am the people,
1: but I aren't you in a po- you're in a position now to be the watering can, though, aren't you?
0: Oh yeah, no, like a fire hose. <laughs> the grass is growing. The forks are
1: being swept. <laughs> I have Sorry. so
0: much to give, like I don't well,
1: want it. I love it, Mike. I think we just build off each other's ridiculous <laughs> metaphors, and we keep going. It
3: works. Be the be the watering can, not the weed eater. Oh, I think, ooh.
2: or you want to be both, yeah. You, want to, be, <laughs> you want to water the grass, yeah. and cut the weeds out. <laughs> that's exactly
0: right. Because I saw your face in the last week's podcast, that wasn't actually recorded, so it doesn't exist. So no one <laughs> will ever know anything happened. Herbicide to kill the weeds in the concrete rather than just running weed eaters because that's just what we used to do, which is like, oh, I just weed eat the concrete, which is like. Like, why don't we just kill the weeds permanently? Nah, just <laughs> wait. Raise hundreds of dollars on the stream.
4: I have a question.
0: I have an answer.
3: Maybe.
4: That's a conversation I don't remember. Was I on for that? Yeah.
3: We don't you were, know.
1: $50. You existed. There's no hmm. proof.
3: This is this is all funny. That's um, how we started. The it, it's making me realize, like the the deeper that I've gotten into these these few drinks here, I've I've. I've realized that we never, um, and maybe this is a good point, uh, you know, towards the end of the episode to start talking about why did we start doing this, you know, like why why start this podcast? Why why stand in front of a camera with a a drink and um, and mumble until you forget what the the comment started at, which is is I like to look like an idiot. Um,
1: I thought it Um, was to raise money for this veteran project I'm doing. That's depends on how many how many f bombs everybody
3: drops
4: Grahamm hit the popcorn let's go
3: yeah I um sure I I'm not even gonna say mine then I'm gonna go popcorn to <laughs> Chloe because she asked for it
4: yes. what was the question
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> what, back to me why are you doing this what color smell is your favorite smell
4: uh, the answer I want to give is not. Uh, I don't want Lindy to get mad at me, so she has to edit things. Uh, Daisy yellow, and the reason why I say Daisy yellow is it's uh, every time anyone has ever asked me what my favorite uh, crayon is, my answer is Daisy yellow, is because uh, it's discontinued, and I think it's funny. but uh, well, so why why am why am I here? Uh, my response is. Uh, so Graham and I talk a lot. We kick a lot of things back and forth just to kind of fact check each other on a lot of things. Uh, and not surprisingly, we were drinking, uh, at a event together and we had talked about podcasting before, uh, and him and I have both tried to launch a few other projects together, but then we were just, um, complaining about agile nonsense, uh, together after a few beers, and I was just I was kind of annoyed about like the upset standard that like, you know, you do project management professionally, you make $20,000, then you would have rated without of it, I was so irritated that if you went to design thinking through like insert company, like, you'll make another 10%. I was annoyed by these things, because the conversation we were having was centered around you attending a course that required no one, no exam, even if it does have an exam, but I don't really care because that exam doesn't actually match the level that you care to make an organization better or different or change it. And so I look over at Graham because we were drinking beers right next to each other. And I said, is that it? And he just kind of looks at me. He's like, "What is is what it I'm like, is it just drunkenly agile? And we just, complain and poke holes and other people's nonsense Uh, and at the same time try and offer people solutions or mistakes and examples they should avoid Uh, so that's why I'm here with that being said um, Mike, pick a number one through four or just go pick a number Mike
1: all, I,
2: muted. I, I said, I,
3: muted Mike as always. Mike
2: in
1: the house.
2: I said Mike. All right. Uh, so I think I was at the same table when this all happened because I, I remember the, the drunkenly agile comment. Um, And I think uh, later on that night, um, it might have been the night before.
4: Uh, I don't remember. We got drunk a lot together.
2: Well, at the on the patio, you weren't there. Me and Graham and the the two friends of ours that were in attendance of the train the trainer uh, met us out in the patio, and we continued to have a few drinks. And uh, but we were talking about how um, we talk about a lot of cool things when we're amongst this group of people and a lot of cool solutions and. Um, So when you guys asked me, one, I felt a little honored because uh, I have a little bit of imposter syndrome. Um, He's full of shit for those that are listening. But but, uh, like, uh, yeah, that like I enjoy. uh, I've always enjoyed complaining, but then I've also enjoyed following that complaining up with trying to actually improve. And that's actually why I like retrospectives because you can sit there and complain all you want but you better walk out of that room with at least one solution. <laughs> so, I'll break and popcorn to de- You muted yourself before we could popcorn here.
3: <laughs> popcorn. <needed. Chris. laughs> popcorn. <needed. laughs> Chris. That's Chris. awesome.
0: Well, I I honestly have no idea why I'm here because I don't think I, that I was asked. Uh, I'm just the friendly neighborhood drunk and uh, I have no friends, but I found a way to sneak myself into this conversation because I like to rant about how the world is broken and that's pretty much why I'm in this podcast. Popcorn Matt. <laughs>
4: He's not as cynical as he sounds. No,
1: um, only sometimes. Yeah. For, I think I'm going to say Vulnerability. It's, um, it's what I teach a lot with helping people build their brand online and it's actually showing the problems that are going on and talking about them in a public forum. Everyone has these conversations. Everyone that does anything goes out drinks. They talk about it, but they don't often show that. So for me, it's about, I was like, yeah, well, one, you're all stupendous, awesome humans. And then two, is like, yeah, a chance to actually put some of these issues out there and problems out there that everyone talked about, but no one puts forth publicly. I'm all for that. And shit, why not? Popcorn back to Graham.
3: you gonna make me finish it
1: up. <laughs> You're the one that chose not to go, so <laughs> I
3: Chloe rushed me off the screen. Well, you've
2: had she was seven no! minutes.
1: You had seven. Minutes to come up with your answer.
2: I feel you like I threw you off biggie. by using that nickname from your childhood. Like ever since then, you just haven't been the same. He doesn't yeah, like
3: there's it. a lot of I mean, other grams that you <laughs> turn from. So he doesn't like it. It's biggie Graham.
4: We went back to Biggie S'mores.
3: Like it's Biggie yeah, Biggie S'mores. I like you know? Biggie S'mores. And Crosby stills in Mash. No? Um, yeah. No, I think um the re like the reason that. I'm set on doing this is because all of you guys, like you guys are so incredibly smart um, and I want to be smarter. And so all the time that I can spend hanging around with all of you, man, I will do. Um, I love the conversation that we had that night, uh, all of us sitting there because I think we were all sitting there. Maybe we were just all um, had more drinks in us than we thought.
4: I, was. I know you <laughs> and I don't remember. <laughs>
3: but I think like we were just like talking that, uh, you know, drinking is, you know, everyone's a little bit more honest when they're when they're drinking. Um, and so we thought like if we did a show like that, we could be a little bit like a little more awesome than those other stiff shows that are out there. Um, I also think that uh, we, we mentioned that being a, a like a drunk, a, a drunken organization seems to be a little bit more positive than they actually, you know, to find themselves being a little bit more positive than they actually are. They see themselves in a different light. Um, And we wanted to highlight some of that stuff that uh, organizations need to start seeing themselves for who they actually are.
2: Well, and actually uh, I don't know if you remember you had a great metaphor for drunkenly agile. Like a lot of people kind of act like a, a drunk person, why they're going through the first couple months of transition. And like, it was like everyone was like, Oh my God, like that's brilliant. And here we are.
1: It was a great video that he put on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He even had the nighttime shot, the daytime shot. (laughs) I, I agree that that's the perfect thing. And that's what I hope this will find out from anyone that's still listening. Is that this can provide some sort of value, and then you guys tell us what we need to, what we need to hit, what we need to talk about, and bring it onto the conversation. Maybe it's bringing you into the conversation because we're just five friends that happen to do the same thing, and we want to talk about it. And maybe you're part of that thing. (laughs) What, Graham? That was an F bomb. That was an F bomb. I heard it. Oh shit! (laughs) Which one did I throw? I didn't even hear it. I'm
0: just happy I was labeled as a friend.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, oh, that F bomb. Was it the friend F bomb? No, you said effing. I heard oh, it. Oh, I did say effing. I heard it with my ears. Did I say F? Shit, I got to donate to my own charity.
0: Donate to yeah. self. Well, I, or you,
4: you can donate to me drinking. Pick one.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that's like, me, I'm probably the me. most needy.
3: Sorry. I, 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 that would be my last reason for doing this is like to drive other people towards all of you guys that are cr- incredibly awesome like you said and, Or and that the 1111 project. <laughs> can you tell us about that man?
1: Yeah, so uh if you did hear every time we dropped the F word or some really bad buzzwords we decided F-word that it F word n plus F word n plus not F word F word n plus um you know, every time you drop "fuck," we have to donate to the Eleven Left Veteran Project. Chloe's keeping track. And well,
2: do all the other ones count? Like, because no, those the are all our first ones. No, yeah, the
4: episodes,
0: those those
1: episodes are recorded though. Those Personally, I would like the
0: viewers
2: part. to come up with
0: words that are frowned upon, whether it's agile <laughs> Ooh, or framework or I like it. I the F word or you know, keyboard. Whatever, drink, drink, or drunk, you say those words, it's a drinking game. We'll donate money to your favorite charity. Probably
3: 1111vet.com.
0: Right
2: now, it's 9 bucks, bucks. Matt, finish yep.
1: your plug. Let's yep, 1111vets.com is a campaign that puts my wife and I, veteran and military spouse, going around the country working with veterans, their spouses, bringing them resources that are out there that can help them through their challenges or highlighting what they're doing and it's what we've partnered with NASCAR my glorious face on the set. what did that last one say does that say green weenie I, I thought was <laughs> our producer lindy over there put all kinds of things on this, me off. but it, but it's it's us helping vets and so these awesome people decided to help donate to that Every time we use buzzwords, which sounds like we're going to get from you guys. So we are almost out of time. So, Chris, since you've been running this show, you've got the con again, my friend.
4: If you don't want it, I'll take it because uh, you've got that look on your face.
1: Just throw like the subscribe. my friends. Like I got it. Word.
0: Hang
4: on. my got... friends. Chloe, Chloe. Ign- ignore, <laughs> no, Chloe. Ignore Chris. Uh, <laughs> like and subscribe if you want or if you don't want to, still subscribe. Uh, we're just here to help. Individuals learn from our mistakes as five different individuals from five different industries. Uh, and if you don't like the fact that we drink, then uh, don't, don't invite don't us to subscribe. A bar. <laughs> uh, with <laughs> that being said, thanks for listening to Drunkenly Agile. Donate to your favorite charity because that's where all of our money goes, anyways. Because there's one thing I know for 100% fact is uh, there are 22 veterans a day that kill themselves. And if Matt Denny and I know he can we'll help them we solve a different problem thanks for listening like and subscribe
1: thanks everybody bye thanks, guys. bye later taters how do later taters